With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hall of Fame coaches, national champions, lottery picks, the best minds in basketball. Welcome into the sidelines with Evan Daniels. What's up, college basketball fans? Welcome back to the sidelines podcast. I'm your host, Evan Daniels, college basketball insider over at FS1, as well as the director of basketball recruiting at 24-7 Sports. Today's episode is a special episode with the college basketball season starting. I wanted to uh, take a look at uh, at the All-American teams, my final four picks, and do a, a brief uh, breakdown and preview of the college basketball season, and then uh, jump into a couple recruiting questions. Before we get to that, I want to get you all set up and make sure uh, that you are supporting and su- subscribing to the Sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast. The best way to do that is to shoot over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button for me. Leave a rating. Leave a review. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at Evan Daniels. It's time to go. Minimum with Evan Daniels. Send it in, big fella. Now I want to bring in uh, my colleague, producer over at Fox Sports, Conrad Company, a good uh, a good buddy of mine to to help guide this conversation and uh, and, and really jump in to the college basketball season. Uh, Conrad, I'm I'm pretty pumped up, man. It's here. Hey, man, I couldn't be more excited as well. I mean, just the slate of games tomorrow night makes me more than amped up to get this college basketball season. And speaking of those games tomorrow night, let's jump right into this. Who are you taking in the Final Four this year? Yeah, Conrad, I, I, I've given this quite a bit of thought. And I, I mean, I think at this point you're, you're picking the best teams. And obviously uh, that's a little more difficult to do before games start. But the, the four I'm going with, uh, Conrad, are Duke, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, uh, and Gonzaga. I think the thing about Duke Conrad is is their top tier talent uh, is so good, and every game they play this season, they're for sure going to have the two best players on the court. And most of the games, they're going to have the three best players on the court. And I, I was obviously referring to R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, and then uh, Cameron Reddish would be the third. So I, I just think when you have that much top tier talent, I mean, it's it's a legit possibility that those guys go. Uh, three of the top four, three of the top five picks uh, in next year's NBA draft. So when you have that type of talent, you got a point guard in, in Trey Jones that can set the set, set the table and, and run the show. Uh, they really just need some production out of the, those low post guys, Javin Delariere and Marquise Bolden. Uh, but I like uh, the makeup of this Duke basketball team. Obviously, they're young, so uh, it, it's obviously going to be a tough task against Kentucky out of the gate. They lack experience, but they certainly uh, do not lack talent. Uh, I picked Kentucky. Uh, because I, I really like the, uh, the overall depth uh, of this bunch. And I, I think it's Calipari's best chance to win since that 2014-2015 season. They're just deep. There's great depth. There's, there's balance. There's versatility. 
Um, this team's pieces fit. I didn't think last year's Kentucky's team, the pieces fit, Conrad. I like this group. Uh, they obviously were able to return some key guys and P.J. Washington and Nick Richards and Quade Green and, and bring in an experienced veteran and, and Reed Travis. And then you've got some freshmen like Tyler Hero who, who's been sensational in the preseason and gives them a different look. Uh, this is a kid that can really make shots. Um, and then there's Keldon Johnson that, that, that plays so hard. And, and you've got Emmanuel Quickly and, and Ashton Hagens over the point guard spot. So they just have a lot. Uh, and then there's Kansas, who, who's starting off uh, number one uh, in the AP poll and the USA Today coaches poll. I think they'll win their 15th straight Big 12 title. And uh, this is a group, while they lost a lot last year, they lost Devontae Graham, they lost Svee Mikhailu, they lost Malik Newman. 46.1 points between those three last year, but but they get Dietrich Lawson, who, who's arguably going to be the best player in the Big 12, uh, K.J. Lawson, Charlie Moore uh, on the transfer wire, and then Quentin Grimes, Devon Dotson, David McCormack uh, come in as freshmen. All those guys were top 50 type players. And then you've got some key returners in Yudoka Azabuki, LeGerald Vick, Marcus Garrett. Maybe they get Silvio D'Souza back. Uh, this is just a well-balanced, uh, deep team with a lot of talent, a lot of firepower. It'll be a good rebounding team. And the fourth team I'm going to go with is Gonzaga. Uh, and over the past four years, Gonzaga's won 132 games. They've played for a national championship. They've made it to at least the Swiss 16 all four of those seasons. They're obviously going to miss Killian Tilly out of the gate. Probably won't be back till uh, January with uh, with an injury, but uh, they have plenty of other talent. I think there's a chance for Philip Petrosev, uh, a four-star prospect, freshman, uh, 6'10", uh, played really well last year in the FIBA U18 European Championships. There's going to be an opportunity for st- him to step in and play uh, quite a bit out of the gate, but they've got some other talent. They've got Josh Perkins, a, a senior guard back, Rui Hashimura, uh, Zach Norvell. This is a good group. Oh, yeah, most certainly. I mean, obviously it sounds like you're jumping off a ledge there when you have the whole Duke-Kentucky-Kansas three in the Final Four. <laughs> uh, but other than the Blue Bloods, I know there has to be a sleep route that there's always a team that usually sneaks up on people. Who's that team for you this year in 2018-19? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's tough to call Nevada a sleeper, uh, but that's probably the team that I would go with. You know, this is a team that, that made it to the Sweet 16 last year. Uh, they returned most of that starting cast. Their their top three scorers are back uh, in Caleb Martin, Cody Martin, and Jordan Caroline. Look, I think Caleb Martin uh, is going to be a, one of the best players in the entire country. Averaged nearly 19 points a game last season, 40% uh, from three. And, and he just took a, a, a massive jump uh, when, when when he went from NC State. Uh, to, to Nevada, and I, I think he's one of the best players uh, in the entire country. You know, as a sophomore at NC State, averaged just over 11 points a game, shot just 38.9% from the field last year. I mentioned the 19 points, but over 50 percent from the field so he's just expanded his game. Uh, I like the makeup of that team to go with you know the Martin twins and Caroline. They also brought in a five-star recruit. Uh, in, in Jordan Brown, he's going to give them another low post presence. He's skilled. He's got tremendous footwork. We had him in our top 20 last year, Conrad. So I, I think Nevada, uh, even though they're starting the, the season as a top 10 team, I, you know, I think p- most people look at them and, and say, well, you know, they're, uh, they're in the Mountain West. Or they, they won't end up making it. I think they're a legitimate contender to make a Final Four. Yeah, those twins certainly help out that Nevada team big time. Now we're going to move on to a little bit more of like the individual accolades here. There's a ton of great players in college basketball this year, but there's a couple that really, really stand out, especially going into like the 2019 NBA draft. Who's your best player in college basketball right now? 
Well, I, I think the best player in college basketball is going to be Duke's R.J. Barrett. Honestly, I, I didn't give it much thought. I, I Or let me rephrase that. I gave it a lot of thought. I was sold out of the gate. I think R.J. Barrett uh, is that good. This is a kid that I, I predict will go number one in next year's NBA draft. He's 6'6", six, six, pushing 6'7". Six, and Conrad, he is a relentless competitor. This dude just plays so hard. Uh, he's got an advanced scoring attack. I think the the weakness that he had in high school was was perimeter shooting, and it's an area that he's turning into a strength. Uh, when I watched uh, Duke work out in the preseason, was very impressed with uh, his confidence as a shooter. Uh, it's certainly improved in that area. I just think um, this kid is wise beyond his years. Um, I mentioned the competitiveness. I think he's a two-way guy. I think he's got a chance to be a pretty good defender. Uh, and I, I think he's the full package. I think he's going to be the best player uh, in college basketball and, and arguably one of the best teams in, in college basketball. There hasn't been a, a freshman win this award uh, since Anthony Davis, and I, I think, uh, think R.J. Barrett's going to do it. And just to reiterate, too, you also believe he will be the number one overall pick next season as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I do think he'll be the number one pick. I think um, for, for all the reasons I just mentioned, I mean, I, I, he's got good positional size. Uh, he's really improved as an athlete over the last year and a half. He, he clearly puts a lot of time and effort into getting better, and I mentioned the, the advanced scoring attack. It's also worth noting, Conrad, that this dude has a, a winning past. You know, he led Canada to a gold medal in the 2017 FIBA U19 World Cup, was MVP of that event, averaged over 21 points a game. Uh, Mount Verde, during his senior season, they went undefeated. They won the Geico National Tournament. Uh, he was Naismith and Gatorade Player of the Year, won MVP at the Nike Hoop Summit, which is a huge uh, all-star game at the, the end of, of these kids' high school careers. So I, I just think this kid's the full package. I think he's going to be the best player in college basketball. I, you and everyone else, man. This kid seems like he's going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch him tomorrow night. I know that for sure. So with R.J. Barrett, if you had to pick four other All-Americans for the preseason list, who would they be and why? Yeah, so so my four are, are, are Carson Edwards, Luke May, Caleb Martin, who we just discussed, and, and, and Diedrich Lawson. And I want to start with, with, with Carson Edwards, and, and obviously these four to go with, with R.J. Barrett. I think he's the player of the year, the freshman of the year, and he'll obviously be on my first team All-American preseason list. And Carson Edwards is a guy that you could make a case uh, that he's as important to his team as any player in the country. He had a terrific sophomore year, uh, averaged over 18 points a game, shot 40% from three. He was Purdue's go-to guy last year, uh, and, and really that only escalates this year. And he's the only returning starter, and if Purdue's going to reach their potential, it's going to be behind him. They're going to really need him to perform well. Uh, he's going to have plenty of opportunity. Uh, and the truth is, is, is him being the, the, the only starter coming back, I think uh, they're going to ask more of him. And that 18.5 points a game that he averaged, he averaged last year, that's going to have to go up. Uh, so I think he's a, a pretty easy choice to be a preseason first-team uh, All-American. I mentioned Luke May. Um, this was obviously a guy that was a contributor on that national championship team as a sophomore. His junior year, he really raised his level of play, averaged a double-double, uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds a game, uh, hit 53-pointers, uh, was a third-team All-American last year, uh, one of the most improved players in the entire country. And uh, with Joel Berry gone, uh, this, is, this is his team. And he's got the the addition of Kobe White and Nazir Little. Um, and this is a top-10 team, so I, I like Luke May as well. People also forget that he was a walk-on at one point, too. And yeah, to it's pretty cool. go from a walk-on to a first-team All-American. It's crazy, Conrad. I, I actually remember seeing him play in high school. Um, so I'm quite a bit. 
And this was a kid, I do remember at NBA Top 100 camp, would have been his final summer. I think he led the deal in rebounding, and that probably should have been a, a good indicator um, because I think rebounding translates. But I still didn't quite get it. Not a guy that, obviously a guy we didn't rank uh, high enough. He was always undersized. He was always limited athletically. Uh, but this is a kid that's made the most of every opportunity. Uh, he competes. He plays hard. He's a terrific rebounder. Uh, but he's also improved across the board, and, you know, there's some – his offense has improved, and he's you know he's a big weapon for North Carolina. But you're right, going from walk on to uh, potentially first team All American is is ridiculous. Now, not to mention he's also very clutch too. He's made a couple really big time <laughs> shots in his career. But but moving on, we'll finish off with uh, Caleb Martin and then Dedrick Lawson. Yeah, I, I talked about Caleb a second ago. I, I think just. Uh, his versatility as a scorer, he hits – we're talking about big shots. This kid hit big shots in the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, he knows how to score the basketball. I mentioned the raised field goal percentage. He shot over 40% from three. And if, if Nevada's going to make a deep run, it's going to be on the shoulders of Caleb Martin. And uh, I think this is going to be a really good basketball team. Uh, the fifth guy is Diedrich Lawson. And the Kansas staff has raved about Lawson – um, since he got on campus. And this is a kid that, that averaged 19 points and, and nearly 10 rebounds a game as a sophomore at Memphis. He transfers to Kansas, sits out last season. Uh, now you can make a case um, for him to be as good of a player as there is in the country. He's long, he's versatile, he's mobile, he's athletic. Uh, you can play through him. He's a good passer. He can score the ball in a variety of ways. Uh, he's uh, the best player on a, a championship contending team so I, I think Diedrich Lawson uh, rounds out this list pretty nicely I have a quick question about Diedrich Lawson actually it's more, it's more of a hypothetical do you think that if he would have known that Penny Hardaway was coming to Memphis he might have stuck around a little bit <laughs> or you think that regardless he wanted to get out of there that's a great question you know obviously uh, situations and and always factor in these type of decisions I would guess that he's pretty happy at Kansas but uh, if Penny Hardaway had come a year a, a year earlier uh, Memphis might have been able to keep him around, but uh, obviously what Penny's doing in Memphis is, is impressive, and, and he's locking up all the players in the area. Uh, every player in the area he's targeted, he's gotten to date. Uh, that leads us to a point of, of James Wiseman's decision, which is coming in the next couple of weeks, the number one player in the country, the guy that Penny used to coach. Um, but to answer your question, you know, I, I think – I don't think Lawson would probably change this situation. He's the best player on a championship caliber team, and uh, he sat out last season, and I don't think he could have predicted what happened. Yeah, no doubt. I know Penny would surely love his talents for this season, that's for sure. Moving on, though, so we already have the All-American list set up. Now, for Coach of the Year, who are you looking at? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Marquette Steve Wojciechowski, and I do think that a Coach of the Year – um, award is, is it's different it's hard to predict um, but I, I, I like Steve Wojciechowski I think this Marquette team is going to be uh, really good they've got Marcus Howard back uh, they've got Sam Hauser back they've they've really got most of their core back and I, I think they've added two freshmen that are tremendous and I'm referring to uh, Sam Hauser's brother Joey who can really score the basketball and Brendan Bailey who's actually an older freshman he did a two-year Mormon mission former top 100 prospect. Nationally, he's not known yet, but he's going to start on that Marquette team. And I just think they have quite a few uh, weapons. Offensively, they're going to be very good. They got uh, a transfer in Joseph Chortnoy who should help their defense. Um, so I, I think uh, Marquette uh, really turns it 
turn, turns, uh, has a turning point this year, and I, I, I'm going to go with Steve Wojciechowski. A sleeper for that award uh, could potentially be Chris Mack if he's able to, to get Louisville to the NCAA tournament. I uh, had a chance to watch them in the preseason. I think Steven Enoch is going to take a big step forward this season. Uh, and if they're going to uh, – if they make a run and Chris Mack is able to get Louisville to a NCAA tournament, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see him take that award, especially considering what uh, that Louisville program has gone through uh, over the last year. Yeah, I know on this podcast, too, we're big Chris Mack fans. So anytime you can throw him into the equation, I know he's going to do a hell of a job down in Louisville as well. Uh, but let's move on. We've got a little preseason rankings out of the way and what you believe is going to happen in the college basketball season. Let's talk about what's going to be happening in future seasons. Jump into the recruiting world a little bit where I know that you are uh, the man at. <laughs> let's go into uh, signing day is next week. So there's a lot going on. Let's start with the defending national champions, Villanova. They picked up their second five-star last week in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. What are your thoughts on how they are recruiting, and can they continue this? Well, they're, they're going to continue it. And to, to be frank and, and blunt, Conrad, it's amazing what Jay Wright's doing. Um, shouldn't be uh, that surprised, honestly. You know, two national championships in, in three years. Um, but I think what's scary for the rest of the college basketball world is, is now he's getting five-star prospects. And he's always sprinkled a couple in, but he's got two in this upcoming class. Uh, and that's, that's scary. Um, you know, Jay Wright's uh, development uh, and ability to develop players has been uh, very impressive. And, and now he's able to go out and, and recruit a higher caliber player, which I think is scary for college basketball. Brian Antoine and Jeremiah Robinson Earl are the two five stars, both ranked in the top 18 in 24-7 sports composite rankings. He's got another top 50 kid in Justin Moore and a top 60 kid in Eric Dixon. This is a tremendous recruiting class. This is currently the number two overall recruiting class on the 24-7 sports team rankings, number one in the Big East. Um, that Jeremiah Robinson Earl uh, commitment was particularly big, Conrad, because they were able to go into Kansas and get a hometown kid out of Kansas. Uh, and I think that's, that's a big deal. I think that says a lot about uh, the Villanova basketball program. But two five-star guys, immediate contributors, most of these guys, probably all of these guys are immediate contributors. Um, so I, I think it's a scary sight. And, you know, a year or two from now, I think we're going to be uh, talking about their chances to win another national championship. Obviously this year um, they could very well make a Final Four. I don't think anybody's predicting them to win a national championship. But uh, they are just reloading. And uh, it's really impressive what, what they've done on the recruiting trail as of late. Um, you know, obviously, they, they've always recruited the Northeast well, but I can't, I can't say it enough. Going into Kansas and getting the best player in Kansas when Kansas wanted him is a big deal. Yeah, you know, Jay Wright is always known for doing more with less. I can't wait to see what he does with these five-star athletes here in the next couple of years. Uh, moving on to another blue blood, national top three prospect Vernon Carey recently added an official visit to Michigan State. Then he's going to decide early. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a change, Conrad. Uh, Vernon Carey was originally going to uh, wait and decide uh, early next year. Uh, was going to try to take a – he wasn't sure if he was going to add another uh, visit to Michigan State. Now, he visited Michigan State officially once already in February, last February. And I, I think basically he, he's decided that he wants to move this process up some. And he's, he, took a, he took a visit to North Carolina this past weekend. He's been to Duke, Kentucky, Miami, 
And now he's got this trip to Michigan State on November 10th. And I think, I think we'll see him make a college choice um, fairly soon after that. He hasn't said that he's going to for sure uh, commit and sign early, but he did say that he'd like to make a decision by the end of November. Um, if I were going to pick favorites right now, I, I would go with Duke and Michigan State. Um, I think Michigan State getting a second official visit and the last crack at him uh, is a big deal. Uh, but those are the two schools uh, that I personally think that it's going to come down to. Um, so, yeah, it, it, whoever gets him is getting a tremendous player. Number two overall in the 24 sports composite, 6'10", um, can score the ball in a variety of ways. He's a good area rebounder. He can step out and shoot. He's got a couple gold medals with the USA basketball. Uh, this is a, a kid with a bright future. All right, well, let's move on to decision week then. Five-star Boogie Ellis has a scheduled decision coming for Friday, November 9th. The finalists are Duke, Memphis, North Carolina, San Diego State, and USC. Where is he headed, Evan? I, uh, I think he's headed to Duke. I, um, I think that's where Boogie Ellis ends up. It would give Duke their, their second pledge of the 2019 recruiting class joining Wendell Moore. Um, Boogie Ellis is a guy that had a um, tremendous summer and has improved over uh, the last year as, as anyone in, in that top 100, a kid that can really score. He's a tremendous long-range shooter. You can play him on or off the ball. He's versatile. Um, he took visits to, to all these schools. And uh, I think Duke is, is where Boogie Ellis is headed. And we'll, we'll find out and on Friday. They just keep churning them out, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and we'll see. Uh, now, it's not done yet, but I, I think that's where he's headed. If I'm, uh, that's my guess. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the last prospect. Five-star big man Will Baker is deciding on Thursday. It's down to UCLA in Texas. Where is he going and what does he bring to the table? Well, I think this is a, uh, this is a kid that uh, is weighing the options of staying home. He's from Austin, uh, Westlake. And staying home and playing for the hometown team or, or heading out to UCLA and playing for the Bruins, uh, I think, and I'm predicting that he stays home and, and, and goes to Texas. But UCLA is, has really given this a, a good battle. They've had him on campus a number of times. Uh, he's made his way out to L.A. I, I think four or five times. He's been on campus a ton. End uh, of the day, I think he ends up in Texas. Uh, and this is a, a, a big man. Um, that's strong, that's can pass, that's got good hands, he's got nice touch around the basket, he rebounds well. Um, this is a top 35 type prospect, uh, a difference maker, and a guy that Texas has really targeted and wanted, and, and that's, um, that's my prediction. I think Texas, uh, Texas locks him up. And the last question I have for the podcast before we wrap this thing up, tomorrow night, which game are you looking forward to more? Kansas-Michigan State? <laughs> or Kentucky and Duke? Well, that's a great question. Um, obviously, both great games. Uh, I think probably more Duke-Kentucky. I, I think, um, obviously, the Kansas-Michigan State game is going to be great. Looking forward to it. Um, but I, I'm curious to just to see all the, um, the, the high draft picks for Duke on the court uh, against this uh, very deep, talented roster that Kentucky's put together. Um, I think it's tough. It's funny. I, I've been talking to uh, a couple friends this week and gone back and forth on who to pick in the game. And I just think the, the makeup of the teams are a little different. I, like I said earlier in this podcast, Duke has the best players on the floor. Uh, but Kentucky has uh, more depth, uh, more experience, and that could help them uh, in an early season game like this. Well, there you have it. I know I'm looking forward to these big games and can't wait for this college basketball season to start, man. Dude, I'm I'm pumped up. I'm 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 glad it's here. I've been waiting for it. I've you know, I've been watching my fair share of NBA, but there's nothing like college basketball season. I'm I'm ready for it to get started and I'm actually going to be in Indianapolis for those big games, so I'm excited to get the season started off that way. Uh Conrad, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast, man. Thank you. 
No, thank you, Evan. I appreciate it. This is Jay Wright. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. And you're listening to The Sidelines with Evan Daniels. Before I let you guys go, I want to make sure that you are supporting and subscribed to the Sidelines Podcast. The best way to do that is go over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button for me. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Those things are extremely helpful. I'd also love to to know what you think about the podcast. You can shoot me a note over on Twitter or Instagram. The handle is at Evan Daniels. As always, thanks for listening and have a great week.